So, uh, you crush any skulls uh, lately? Crush any skulls? With, like, a football helmet? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that Was that Thursday or last Monday? That was Thursday. I didn't even see that until Saturday. Oh, wow. Jesus Christ, I, though. I watched it live. <laughs> I came into work, and the guy who sits across from me, we talk about football, and uh, he's like, did you watch it last night? I was just like, what are you talking about? Like... <laughs> You no sold it. Oh yeah, I was just completely like, oh, you know, it was just a normal football game, nothing, nothing major eventful. Nothing I fell, eventful I fell, I fell asleep in way, midway through the third. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be the worst. You know, uh, in case you missed it, um, the Steelers played the Browns, and uh, Miles Garrett, who plays for the Browns, uh, tackled the uh, quarterback for the Steelers, Mason Rudolph, after he got rid of the ball. And so Mason Rudolph got kind of pissy about it and tried to, like, yank off uh, Miles Garrett's helmet. And so Miles Garrett got pretty pissy about that and yanked off Mason Rudolph's helmet. And then he was getting pushed off by a couple of the Steelers' offensive linemen, and Mason Rudolph pursued it. And Miles Garrett took Mason Rudolph's helmet and whacked him on the head with it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Like, he tried, I don't believe this. He tried to hit him real hard. He really did. And uh, It turned into like a kicking, stomping. Mason thing. Rudolph, earlier in this year, already had like concussion problems. He, got, he took a really bad hit earlier yeah. in the year. And they had to yank his face guard off. So he, when they took it off, it looked like he had like one of those old-timey football helmets on for a minute. <laughs> the kicker's and, helmet? Yeah. <laughs> so it looked really goofy. But uh, yeah, this was, oh, man, <laughs> so bad. It, people were like, uh, all the talking heads in sports were like, oh, he had, he's committed assault out there. And I'm just like, that's kind of what football is, is just assault. Yeah, when, <laughs> but when you take like a, an object... It's different than... I understand. It, yeah. it, like, what he did was beyond the realm of... Football violence? Of of non-criminal violence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in a football game. He's lucky he didn't, he's lucky he didn't hurt him. Very lucky. Very he, lucky. He very, very easily could have crushed his skull. He could have definitely... Even if he gave him a concussion... He could have killed him. He could have killed. He could. It could have. He could have given him brain damage. He could have done a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. Like he could have crushed his skull. He could have done what Nick Hogan did to his friend in that car accident. Yeah. Ooh, this is tasteless. Yeah. <laughs> this caved in his dome. Uh, but yeah, it was the most bizarre thing. Remember when Hogan went and talked to Nick about that in prison, and blamed it on God, <laughs> and the kid, and the vegetable kid. It's like, yeah, he's got to have some some serious stuff going on. Like, no, your kid just a fucking vegetable them. Yeah, like, I don't know if you ever watched Hogan Knows Best, but, like, Nick, they, they tried to, like, make Nick a driver, and he, like, crashed his car twice, and they're like, all right, you just crashed a $200,000 car twice. Brother. Maybe, maybe brother. this isn't for you. And so what does Hulk do? He goes out and buys him a $200,000 car, and he goes out and totals it. Like was un- this, was unbelievable. This, this was post divorce, right? I think this was like right in that area. I know all of it happened around the same time. Yeah, like on like your kid just tr- crashed on a real course with no other drivers around, and you were giving him a, a nice car to go out and speed around the city with. Pretend like you're the police, and I'm Hulk Hogan. And you're telling me what happened. Oh, Mister Balea. Sergeant Casares, how are you doing this evening, sir? Not bad, brother. How are you doing? Well, uh, not very good, and uh, I have a feeling in a minute you're not going to be doing very well either. Uh, you are the father of Nicholas Boya, correct? That's correct, brother. And is the Dodge Viper VIN425DICK yours? That is correct, brother. I know all my VINs, brother. In video, I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, your son has been in an auto accident. Uh, I guess he was speeding down the uh, the strip, and he crashed his car. Now, I think Nick's going to be okay, but his, his friend isn't looking too good. Uh, he might not make it. He's talking about getting the gun. Oh, wait, no, I'm, I'm veering into the DDP Scott Hall yoga thing. <laughs> uh Anyway, we are, I probably shouldn't be laughing delivering this, you this news, but 
I'll be honest, I'm a little high. I can't believe I ate all that sushi. I feel like a pig. <laughs> <laughs> We're not good at reenactments. I, th- I feel like we might be better at time travel than reenactments. <laughs> That was that whole I, ordeal was just a roundabout way for me to loosely quote Hulk Hogan at the end of the sex tape. Well, three quarters of the way through the sex tape. Wait, so is it a Hulk Hogan t- sex tape or is it a Terry Bollea sex tape? Because well, Hulk Hogan has a 10-inch dick and Terry Bollea does not. And I couldn't see the dick in that tape, so I don't know for sure. Can you tell me? I guess it's a Terry Bollea sex tape. Uh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Didn't didn't ruin the trademark. Nope. <laughs> but you know what else that means? What's that? That means Terry Belay used the N word a bunch of times, but Hulk Hogan didn't. So let's fucking ha- let's let's pose Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I still say that he should have won the twenty four seven title from Ted DiBiase, and then posed and while the music played, and they could have dropped out a big American flag. Ah, oh, it would have been great. They should they should have had uh, Big Show buy it off him. Oh, no, Big Show would have sold it to him. You have Big Show come down, give Hogan the little side suplex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> Just completely reenact the uh, the title change on Saturday Night's main event. Give it back to DBS. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that Bring been... Hebner back. <laughs> he's in uh, NWA now, isn't he? Or is he in All Elite? I think he's an all elite. He's in one of those. He's definitely an all elite. But uh, so uh, I think you won the Chipotle bet for uh, full rear. I believe I did. Yeah, I I forget my predictions, but I don't I don't feel confident that any of my predictions panned out. I think all of mine came true. Yeah, um, I'm not very good at AEW predictions. I'm I'm good at WWE ones, but not very good at uh, AEW. All right, what's your WWE prediction for what I know that's going on right now? I don't know what's going on. I have right no now. idea what's going on right now, and it's like <laughs> I know there's uh, SmackDown versus Raw versus NXT, so I know everything's going to be like a three-way weirdo. I know that Hawkins and Ryder are facing the Viking Raiders for the tag team titles this evening, but that's just because of the internet, my Instagram. Okay, well, it's happening on Raw, down and, the street, and it's oh yeah, it's in Boston tonight. Our Rico Chet was on. Uh, Sports Hub today. He was. There's a lot of. There's some fun things going on this evening, and Sarge, we're doing. And we're doing Sarge, none of Sarge. them. Yeah, we're. I'm. I'm not a fun guy though. Yeah, uh, Cannibal Corpse is tonight. That's right. Oh my god, I forgot about that too. Cannibal Corpse is tonight. Raw is tonight. Maybe it's just those two things. I think I did this podcast when, um, Demons and Wizards was playing too. So I've missed out on a lot of things doing this podcast. <laughs> we gonna can always move the podcast. No, Think, no, no. It was I. T- I completely forgot about it. So. Speaking of which, I, do I really need to reschedule the podcast for next week? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Fuck it. I gotta. We gotta do Tuesday next week, brother, or well, Sunday next week, brother. What's going on? Rachel's playing a show at uh, Great Scott. Oh yeah, uh, we can reschedule. Yeah. So listener, go to Great Scott. Yeah, it could be our plug. First plug of the day. Yeah, buy me a beer. Ah, first plug of the day. Ah, it's fresh. (laughs) Fresh like the morning dew. Uh, You know what else was was last week that we missed from doing the podcast? Tool. Oh, yeah. So, uh, thank you for bringing this up. Um, For 24 hours, I was not really on the internet because I would look at the internet for about 13 seconds and get off the internet because everyone was just posting about tool everyone everyone was a tool it was everyone was there everyone was talking about it everyone was going to tool i have a theory about tool they're pink floyd 2000 and pink sure. floyd fucking sucks sure but when i hear tool i hear slow bland music yes it's boring when a tool fan hears tool they hear necrophagist what do they do when they hear necrophagist? I don't think. Um, you ever watch uh, Westworld? No. Oh. Well, when one of the robot people uh, see anything that reveals that they're actually a robot and not a person that they think they are, they just go, oh, this doesn't look like anything to me. And I think a Tool fan, when they hear necrophagist, they go, this doesn't sound like anything to me. 
because they can't ex- they can't process that many notes. So I think Tool fans hear Necrophages in their head, and it's just this wild, crazy like thing that's going on. And for me, I hear like two notes. Yeah, well, I hear uh, three notes. Dun 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 dun. Like I hear those three notes, and that's it. Yeah, that's the way Tool says. I hate Tool. I truly hate. Tool. I, I am very ambivalent to Tool. I don't. I do not give a shit. Uh, Tool and Co- Colin Kaepernick. I do not give a shit. Why are you talking to me about these fucking things? Just get off my back. But Tool in particular is just like their popularity just rubs me the wrong way because people just make them out to be this like great like experimental band, and I'm like, no, you're just on ecstasy. Is <laughs> is there a, there's a piece of me that thinks that there's something I just don't get? Yeah, it's kind of like gaslighting me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do I really understand music? There's some bands that like people just really like that are within the genres of music that I do like, and I just like I don't. Why do you like this? This is terrible. Yeah. Tool's one of them. Typo was one of them. I get typo, but I get typo now. Um, what's the other one? The Ghost. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Go- I, I ghost, like I can't fucking stand. But goddamn, I, I people, feel like people ghost- who with like. Musical opinions that I respect love that fucking band. I feel like Ghost is metal for people who don't really listen to metal, though. Yeah. And, like, when they hear Ghost, they're just kind of like, oh, this is this is that heavy stuff. That it's I'm... like fucking, like, elevator metal. Yeah, it, it's just too poppy. Like you could hear it walking around the... It's the, very upbeat. The Kmart. Yeah. And it's not even like the, the imagery isn't evil. Well, uh, I, just, I just think it's silly. Silly? I'm okay with silly. I don't know. I just, just I, don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't it, get it. it. I don't like it. I don't understand it. So I can't, I can't appreciate it. it it's X Pac heat for me. <laughs> it's not. Double, How does that apply there? <laughs> it, it's go home heat. You know what I mean? It's like get out of here. I don't want to watch you. <coughs> it's, it's not double J. I love to hate you heat. It's. Fuck off! You are not the king of the mountain. Get out of here, double Jeff Jarrett. It's it's not double J in WWF heat. It's double J in NWA TNA heat. Speaking Just of go uh, away. NWA TNA, I was at Bry's house this weekend. Bry, who I'm pretty sure called out of work today and just watched a bunch of fucking mid '90s wrestling. Yeah. Um, and so I told him about the the app that I watched TNA on. And we watched Dusty Rhodes versus AJ Styles in a bunkhouse brawl match. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I didn't know that happened. I didn't know that happened either. And it was far too late to be staying up watching that horseshit. It was terrible, too, but. Well, I can't imagine a Dusty Rhodes post-1993 match being any good at all. Uh, Steve Carino versus Dusty Rhodes in a street oh, fight? Oh, you're right. I, f- I completely forgot about those. Okay, I take that back. I can't, I can't imagine Dusty Rhodes... Post ECW closure, being any good? Well, you are correct. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, that happened. And actually, if I remember correctly, the last time I went back to watch it, it actually wasn't that good. But it was awesome at the same time. It was awesome at the time it happened, though, because it was just a bloodbath. Yeah, I think like any situation where Dusty Rhodes is wearing jeans and cowboy boots and throwing elbows, like I'm gonna like it in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the new king of old school. <laughs> He's. Uh, I wish Steve Carino stuck around longer in my life. Yeah, I actually saw him wrestle Kofi Kingston uh, on, a, on a dark match at a SmackDown. I think in two thousand six. All right. Just before Kofi debuted, it might have been oh seven somewhere in there, but post Eddie, pre Benoit, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was Carino's pocket in the dark match circuit. Yeah, but I remember it being like a solid match and being like, "Oh, this Kofi guy is really good. He'll be something." And For then, a little while, he was. Then I was there with Chikini. He was like, "Oh yeah, he's from around here. He's from Winchester or something like that." I was just like, "Yeah, interesting." He's gonna job out to Brock Lesnar a few times in his career, isn't he? Oh boy, yeah, they did that. What's he doing now? He's got to be back in the title picture, right? Kofi, I think. I thought I saw they won the tag titles on SmackDown. That's a significant downgrade. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, Austin had the tag titles and the WWE title at the same time. Maybe they're thinking, like, you know, a month later. It's not that much. It, it is, but 
I mean, Daniel Bryan did the same. Daniel Bryan did the exact same thing. Lost the WWE title and won the tag titles almost immediately. Yeah, now he's he's babyface again, right? I don't know. I haven't really been watching. <laughs> me either. <laughs> Listener, just t- tell me on, on the Twitter, uh, we, Scotch. Just tell me on the Twitter. Pretend, we'll- li- pretend like we're on Twitter, and tweet one thing, giving us a full recap of how wrestling go, WWE wrestling goes right now. I, I just don't watch. Like, I'm going to watch Survivor Series, but I don't watch like. I'm not even going to watch Survivor Series. I'm f- I'm fully out on watching it. I understand right now. Uh, it, and I, I gotta tell you, it feels great. I, I pay for the network, so I still watch like old stuff. Yeah, I mean, N- nothing, nothing this millennium though. Your DVD collection costs ten dollars a month. Yes, I don't even. I feel so liberated by my wrestling choices lately. Like putting on power and knowing that, like, I'm gonna do. S- yeah, hitting it to the fire <laughs> twice in one night also feels great. Uh, their Tim and Eric commercials are really good. Um, worst thing about NWA is their fans. I, I noticed it a little more after we talked about it. They're just annoying, dumb people. Annoying simpletons who just need to cheer, boo, clap, and shut the fuck up. That's th- like, don't try to like make jokes. You're not funny. You're not George Carlin. There was a yes chant that I didn't care for. Yeah, because they're doing Damian Sandow is kind of doing like no, no, oh no, no chance. They're chanting yes, like he's he's kind of egging them on to do it. Yeah, that's fair then. Uh, dickless naked man, Damian Sandow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not learning his new wrestling name, whatever it is. It's like, it's like Aaron Rex or something, or I think Aaron Aaron Rex. Stevens or something like that. I don't I don't care. You're Damian Sandow. Yeah, Damian Mizdow. <laughs> That was a good one. Um, I guess when we're on the topic of NWA, we'll venture over to uh, Jim Cornette, who has gone completely off the reservation. I don't even know what's going on with that, so I'd like to. I'd like to know. Uh, he t- t- today on Twitter he blocked Brian Zane, who like he's a, like friends with. Yeah, like like they did a video together, and like he's supposed to be his son. Like like Brian Zane's supposed to be his like kayfabe son. Yeah. Uh, blocked him on Twitter for saying his very milk toast opinion on our wrestling program. He, uh, he gave an opinion. He's like, wrestling is kind of like the circus. You have the lions, you have the elephants, you have the 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 clowns, the trapeze. You have a little bit of everything. So it's supposed to like you know everyone can glob onto something. And then Jim Cornette goes like, "Well, Brian, it was nice knowing you." Blocked him. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that you have a ponytail, man. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just seeing if I could do it. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> I got most of it. Not quite there, but you're, uh, you're become Steven you're become, Seagal. You're becoming. Yeah, <laughs> I can go full Seagal right now in the back. <coughs> I, I follow this page called Catatonic Youths, and they showed some Steven Seagal playing in a blues band stuff. Oh, good. <laughs> I would I would highly recommend if you, if you need like a minute or so of just giggling, then I would recommend yeah, it. I could do that. Uh, someone tried to say like, actually, this guy's pretty good. Like he's, those lyrics are pretty, pretty banging. Like he called it a banger and said, those lyrics speak truth, I think. And it was just like, yeah, my old lady, she don't like me no more. It was, <laughs> I, I have it was a, like it was like very basic stuff. That like I have a very what I believe to be accurate visualization of this thing I've never heard of or seen before. I think I know exactly what it is. Yeah, um, it's exactly you're exactly right. Yeah. It's it's Steven Seagal in a blues a, a, a blues rock band. Like not knowing that he's hilarious. Yeah, a, yeah. A, tr- thinking he's really good at music. Yeah, and not knowing that thinking he's, he's killing it and not realizing he's going to be on Catatonic Youths. Yeah, which is like, on it's it just like they show videos of like unfortunate like people trying to do music. Him and James Dolan should do a split seven inch. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea. <laughs> One song, although I don't know if they'll be able to fit on a seven inch. They might have to do like two records a piece. You know how those <laughs> blues rock bands are. They don't play for under four hours. That's true. But uh, yeah, it, it, his lyrics were: if you gave a bot like a thousand hours of blues rock lyrics 
and asked it to write its own blues rock lyrics. It's exactly what he was singing. It's the South Park joke bot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Cornette's just gone off the reservation. I, I, his opinions on AEW, I feel like, are 100% wrong. Yeah, they're Jim Cornette's. He's working him. He's working you. No, I, he's not. He's he, he's basically showing people how to like basically burn every bridge so you can never work. It's only a matter of time before NWA fires him. Like that that clock is ticking. He's going to say something awful at some point and get himself fired from NWA. Can't do it. He's the voice of NWA. He also, side note, he's really kind of a terrible commentator. <laughs> he he uh he gave some really weird looks during a promo. They usually have another guy do the promos. Yeah. And like Cornette did one of them and he's like trying to look shocked and I'm just like, "Oh god, you look like such a clown." Like you have no, like <laughs> actually after he blocked Brian Zane, Brian Zane said, "Well, the funny thing is Jim Cornette's one of the best comedy wrestlers in, in history." Like he was a manager and in no way came off as threatening or intimidating at all. So it was always just like you just laughed at him. And I'm just like, yeah. And now he's like trying to come off as like the biggest badass ever, like out of the industry. And I'm just like, like it's he- a work, bro. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not going like to like some carny fuck like Jim Cornette trick me into believing the shit that he does. It's. I think it's just him yelling. Like, I think it's not a work. It's really him yelling into a microphone about wrestling for two hours a week. I think you're partially true. <laughs> it's not. He's not trying to get a job or work. Like all these people who he talks about, like he like used to work for him and now hate him because like he never saw anything in, in any of them. He was like, none of you owe him out to a hill of beans, and he treated him like shit. Like he basically got the the young bucks like to leave TNA to join Ring of Honor and then, like, pretty much immediately, like, stopped booking him and fired him. Like, he fucked them hard. So, like, he's not going to AEW. They would never have him there. Well, like, he didn't want... They didn't want to be in TNA either. They wanted to leave TNA. Well, they were kind of still, like, uh, doe-eyed. They had signed their first contract, but, like, it was They realized that they were not... It wasn't as much as they were, it was cracked out to be. So they were go, trying to go to Ring of Honor because they were like, Jim Cornette knows how to book tag team wrestling. That's what we want to do. So let's go to Ring of Honor. This sounds great. And then Jim Cornette, like, fucked him, them. And uh, he fucked Austin Aries. He fucked Kevin Steen. He, like, fucked, like, all those people who he talks shit about. Like, he's fucked them, like, legitimately in the business. And it cost them a lot of money. And, like, their jobs and stuff. Like, basically everything he complains about Russo about, he's done to them. And so, like, none of them say anything about him unless, like, it's just gone too far and, and, like, they've asked him to stop and he won't stop. So they'll just be like, all right, Jim Cornette's just a crazy person and he fucked us, so we don't like him. Yeah, he's a crazy person. He is a very crazy person. But, like, at this point, I'm just kind of like, like, at first it was kind of funny him ripping AEW, but, like, praising some of the people. But at this point, it's just, like, the same thing every week where he praises the same people over and over again. And, like, you realize it's the people he didn't fuck over, like Jericho, and and I bet you he'd fuck over Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy had they worked for him. Well, he doesn't like them. Yes, he does. Why is he, he, does he doesn't like Marco Stunt. He sure does not. <laughs> um, Which is completely irrational, too, by the way. <laughs> um, like, how do you not like Marco Stunt? I don't get that at all. I get he's tiny and, and odd-looking, but... So... I believe this is the real Jim Cornette Instagram. Now, because it's not intentionally funny, there's poorly cropped flyers that he posts. It looks like a guy who doesn't really know how to use Instagram. Oh, doesn't know you can like scroll around. Yeah. Um, Also, he has 818 followers. Like, not a lot. Like, I don't know. It's a, it's a funny Instagram. Interesting. But he also, he he calls Marco Stunt Mr. Fun Size. Uh, I haven't heard him say that about him. What's that? I haven't heard Cornette say that about him. But, like. He said he's worse than Donald Trump. No. That wouldn't, like, 
Grant wouldn't say that. Because Marco Stunt's just a wrestler, and he looks at Donald Trump as, like, the epitome of all that is evil in the world. And he's not entirely wrong. But he, I don't think he'd say... Like, he was talking about Kenny Omega, who he calls Kenny Olivier, but he does it every single time. So, like, at a certain point, it just gets really redundant and annoying. Like, if I called you Johnny Olivier, like, at first you just be like, eh, whatever. And then after, like, three or four months of it, you'd probably just like, would you shut the fuck up with that? And that's kind of where I am with him in Omega. Wait, why does he call him that? Oh, because uh, uh, Sir Lawrence Olivier was an actor in the theater. That's kind of funny. No, no, it's 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 that's what I'm saying. At first, you're just kind of like, because like Kenny, they they call it like performance art. This was when all that shit was going on. Yeah, yeah. So he instead of calling Kenny Omega, he's like, "Well, I will refer to him as Kenny Olivier from now on." But it's he overdid it. I don't know how else he he basically says the same joke like thirty or forty times a podcast, and he's done it for like three or four months now. So I haven't listened to a Jim Cornette podcast in. Many months. The worst, too, is that Brian Last also calls him that now. So, if I was Kenny Omega, I would be offended by that. Like, I don't know you. You don't get to call me that. <laughs> me, yeah. and J- me and Jim have this thing going on. Me, him and Jim have this thing going on where Kenny Omega had like an ankle injury that wasn't that bad, but prevented him from like making a show. And then he sent him a grotesque injured foot, which wasn't his. He just did it for laughs. To like make him be like, ha what an idiot. But like Jim Cornette did not react that way at all. He's because he's a crazy person and was like, What the fuck, you fucking idiot? Like, send me this grotesque that's not your foot, you fucking idiot. Like just like basically cussing him out for like a joke. He's like like that's the best way to explain why they're doing this too. Uh Kenny Omega tried to send Jim Cornette a meme and Jim Cornette blew up on him. That's the extent of their relationship. Yeah, they Make him go crazy. He's already crazy. He don't. Ma- they don't make him go crazy. He's just crazy. Yeah, but they make him lose his shit. And by just the, doing the, stuff, by the, doing anything, literally anything. Jim Cornette's entire business is people that don't like that stuff. This is all fake. This no. is gimmick. This is no, carny shit. It's not fake. He's one hundred percent real. He's making money off this. Yeah, because he realizes that that's the only way he's going to stay relevant is by. Talking shit about the people who made something of themselves who he didn't believe in. Yeah. But why would you do that? Like, they're trying to, like... Because fucking... They're trying to to old Tommy Two-Tooth in fucking Kentucky listen to the Jim Cornette experience on his... Com- but, on his but, talkie computer. But he rips on Trump at this, the whole time, too. So it's like he rips on Trump, which is, like, their wheelhouse. So they're not listening. But, like, he also rips on, like... The wrestling that's like trying to make the wrestling business better, just like NWA is. Like NWA is trying to do the same exact thing, but on a much smaller scale. At least AEW has like big arenas and a network television deal. Like you'd think you'd be like, okay, even though I don't really like like some of the stuff I'm seeing, which I don't, like I'm still gonna support this and watch it because it's the only way I'm gonna be able to stay a wrestling fan at this point. Because WWE is just like I saw they brought out a uh, a bulldog wearing like a Roman Reigns vest to be the big dog during a sketch and I'm just like I'm glad I don't watch this like and I heard that like Vince McMahon thought it was a riot and was loving it yeah I don't know that's terrible it's terrible but like AEW and NWA are like keeping me a wrestling fan at this point because otherwise I'd just be like "Ah, I'm not gonna watch this garbage anymore we just watch the old stuff that's what I mean. Like, I'll yeah. watch the old stuff, I'll, like, because it's timeless. But this new stuff—it's just boring. And so you're half, you're half, you're halfway to uh, Cornette right now. No, like I, I understand. I think Cornette feels like um, they stole the business from him, and I feel like it's their business, and it passed me by. Like, I'm on the outs. Because I've changed as a person over time, whereas I don't know if wrestling has changed all that much. It's I feel like it's theirs, and I was along for the ride for a little bit, and I'm slowly drifting away. Whereas I think Jim Cornette thinks wrestling's his, and they stole it from him. 
that's how he presents it, yeah. Like, it, I think it's two completely different mentalities. Where I'm actually okay with the fact that wrestling can suck and not be what I like and not, like, feel personally assaulted by it. No, but I don't think he actually feels personally assaulted by it. I don't think he... I don't think he's 100... I think he believes the things that he's saying, but I don't think the bananas over the top... It's like he took himself and he turned him up to 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like, do I think he thinks Kenny Omega sucks? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, He even addressed that. He said, like... He was like, when I say they should uh, boil Kenny Olivier in in oil and and make him turn him into soap, he's like, if I had the chance to do that, I I wouldn't. He's like, I would not kill him. I would not wish him any harm. I would just sit him down and give him a stern talking to. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I get it. But, like, he's just his own worst enemy, too. Like, he doesn't turn it up to 11. He turns it up to 37. Yeah. And causes people to go deaf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's his whole that's that's his appeal. I don't think it's appeal anymore. I think at this point, like a lot of his audience is like listening in just to hear him rip on AEW, but then they'll watch AEW anyway, and it'll be and they'll be like, "This isn't nearly as bad as he's making it out to be." Like he really hated the uh, Omega uh, Moxley match, which I understand. I knew he was going to. Yeah, I, I really liked it, so I can he can have his opinion about it, and I can have mine. Um, he really hated the Bucks versus Proud and Powerful match, which I don't get at all. I was go I, I went into that thinking I'm going to count how many topes there are in this match. There were two. Yeah, it wasn't too many. It it, it wasn't many at all. He uh, one of the bigger spots was uh, Matt doing a suplex to one of the members of LAX and then doing it to both members of LAX, and he hated it. I'm just like, it's not. A, it's a suplex. How do you hate a suplex? I th- I thought that that as far as Young Bucks matches were concerned, that was a tasteful one. That's what I mean. Like th- that's why I thought like I don't get. And then I realized it's just blind hatred. No, but but he, he can't give them any credit. He so doesn't he sell T-shirts for giving them credit. He could, if he wanted to. He's got to turn babyface. <laughs> bring Allison back. <laughs> <laughs> or Alice. Alice Radley. <laughs> uh, um, I remember when she quit. Um, I remember when she quit too. I was just like, because I, I didn't listen to that episode, and then all of a sudden she was gone, and I was just like, "What the hell happened?" So I tried to go back, and the, I couldn't. I couldn't hear that episode. I didn't think what he said was really that bad. I heard he just said some, not even like what Bill Maher would say about Muslim people. He just said some kind of like generalizing things. It was. Ge- it was. I, I thought it sounded a, a little bit misinformed, but not necessarily, like, racist. A little misinformed, but not necessarily, like, bigoty. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Like, like it was... And it, uh, it, also, like, when it comes to, like, real-life things and not wrestling things, he falls in, like, what I feel is the right side of things for the most part. Yeah, that's why, I mean, like, he hates Trump, which is why, like, I don't get, like, why he tries to appeal to, like... The dumb wrestling fans who <laughs> definitely are pro Trump. That is true. That is a that that's is a I'm, contradiction. That's why I'm just like I don't think it's fake because like if it were fake, he would not. He would probably just be like any of you Trump supporters can just fuck off. This podcast isn't for you. But like, I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think he has his niche. I think he's. I think Jim Cornette is Motorhead. They no. don't have he does he doesn't have the most fans in the world, but the ones he does have will die for him. Jim Cornette is anal cunt. <laughs> oh yes, he is. <laughs> is that the name? Of, I, yeah. I don't know if we could make that the name of the episode and keep ourselves on uh, on the tunes. Yeah, Jim so. Cornette is AXCX. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I got the name of an episode. <laughs> it's been a while for me. That's good. That's a good one. He whore, he horwitzed himself. <laughs> it's better and better the more I think about it. Anyways, we were, we had a little chat before we started. See, yeah. we're thirty five minutes in, and we're just—I'm like—we have a lot to talk about. We're rocking and rolling. Yeah, we also did. Well, the only thing I think we had planned to talk about was Tool, and that lasts about five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> we I, went I, off on a cornet tangent. 
Yeah, the court attendant went a lot longer than I thought it was going to. Um, anyway, I don't hate Tool, but they're just so overrated. Ugh. So we were talking about... Uh, who had better members? Yeah, so I think it was more or less like who was the better stable, who had better members. Let's and go it, with who had better members, because who was the better stable is kind of a, an open-ended question. Like that's more subjective. More subjective. I mean, all of it's subjective, but... Who had better members? I feel like this is a more like a a, a dead giveaway, uh, <laughs> a more obvious answer. Um, so we're talking about the NWO and the Bullet Club because they both kind of split into two different factions and jumped the shark, kind of similarly too, where you never really got like the full conclusion to that sort of rival rivalry. It just sort of ended. You never got the full conclusion, and like. It's like if Hogan, Nash, and Hall went and started their own company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so where do you want to start from? The top? We'll, we'll and start work our the, way down? We'll start at the, uh, the very top, and we'll just go in with member order, I guess. We'll start with uh, Scott Hall and the NWO. Okay, now what's his, what's his uh, member comparison as far as the Bullet Club is concerned? I mean, if we just going in member order, would that be Carl Anderson? I was gonna say I think it's Carl Anderson. Okay, Hall or Carl Anderson? That's tough. Um, now I definitely go Carl Anderson. You turn me on to his uh, social media, and I agree. He just seems like a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> like his, he comes home, and all of his kids just come running. They're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. His kids love him. His wife's hot. He's got a nice house. Yeah. Uh, hot Asian wife. Doing it right. That's what he says. Uh, he says know. it, not me. He kind of won me over with his Maria Canellis thing, too. Like, I, I already liked him before this, but like when he really became one of my favorite wrestlers is when he was madly in love with Maria Canellis. And like he would like screw up tag matches with it was like him and Gallows against like Mike Bennett and someone else in New Japan. And he would just give Maria the googly eyes and just like be so in love with her. I do and, I do not then, remember this. And then Gallows would be like trying to get him into the match and stuff, and he would just be like, "Sorry, man, I just love her." So <laughs> he would like cut promos and be like, "Maria, Maria." Uh. <laughs> like he was so in love with her, it was great. I almost felt like they they belong together. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Mike, <laughs> and hot Asian wife. <laughs> but like, I don't think that that's even close to a comparison. How do you pick Carl Anderson over Scott Hall? I mean, I like, I love Carl Anderson. Oh no, no, that's what I'm saying. Like nowadays, like like you turn me on to his social media, I'm like, oh yeah, it's way better. Yeah, nowadays I would say Carl Anderson, mostly because like I kind of feel like Scott Hall's a little bit of a dirtbag, but like Scott oh, Scott Hall in the long in the grand scheme. Oh, of we're talking in a wrestling sense, and we're not yeah. talking like who would you like want to lend a hundred bucks to because they forgot their <laughs> wallet at the house. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Carl Anderson would pay me back. Oh, for sure. <laughs> he'd pay you. He'd pay you back with a brother handshake with a hundred twenty in his hand, and uh, and then I would buy beers for us with that twenty dollars and yeah, or some of the blood. <laughs> I would l listen if you know a way to get the complete collection of Talk and Shop the podcast. I would love to just listen to every single one of them. Turk and Sherp. Or is it just to hear them do the the Kevin Nash impression when he's talking about Bud Light limes. Like, this shit's delicious. <laughs> I don't think that that was reoccurring. I think they said that once, and I've never stopped thinking about it. Like it was not was that one of the episodes where they're in the hotel with Rocky Romero. One of what do you mean? One of the episodes when they're hotel they, rock. It's almost a, all of them. They do episodes in the car too. This was an episode with Magnus. So. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who I who I enjoy him, but anyway, yeah. Scott yeah. Hall's the best first member of the group. Uh, Kevin Nash, bad luck, Fale. Kevin Nash. Even today, yeah, one hundred percent. Fale is cool. But yeah, like, he's Mr. Hughes, but, but he, he's, he's not, Japanese Mr. Hughes. But he's not Nash cool. Like, and, and Hogan. Like, is, who's, Ho who's Hogan? I know like, there's probably five Hogans. Finn Balor, I would say, because he was the yeah. first leader. And Ho Hogan. Ba Hogan, B Balor, AJ, Omega. <laughs> still Hogan. Still, still <laughs> Hogan. 
even though Omega had one of the best matches ever. Um, Two of the best matches ever? Uh, it's a certainly, but yeah, arguable. Yeah. So like, where the, the, uh, the Bullet Club has their chance is the auxiliary members and the middle members. I feel like after this, it's going to be pretty much all Bullet Club. Okay. Scott Norton. Who's the equivalent to Scott Norton? Scott Norton. <laughs> uh, uh. So you probably know more members of the Bullet Club than I do too. So there's a little bit that I'm curious about. Um, I don't know who the Scott Hall uh, Scott Norton would be. Because Scott Norton was pretty important to the NWO. No, he wasn't. Well, certainly was. He was the head of the B team. No, he wasn't. Who was the head of the B team? Stevie Ray. He won. He won the leadership from from Shane. Because <laughs> he was no longer. I think he might have still been Vincent at that point. All right. What was the equivalent of Vincent? Uh, the director of security for the Bullet Club. Cody Hall. Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> I forgot that Jeff Jarrett was in the Bullet Club. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I could really keep going in 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 order of members beyond like the the first three. I don't know if it really works that way because like I kind of feel like we skipped over X Pac. Who's the equivalent to six? I would say that's uh, Tamatanga, and I would have to go good guy Tamatanga all the way. He wasn't good guy Tamatanga. But he became good guy Tamatanga, <laughs> and for about a month, that was the best thing ever. He refused to to slap Jack the the jobber on the chest. He was like, "Turn it over, newly. If you can't do it. like this, is something he would do in a, in a heartbeat because he's just that kind of guy." But he was nope, not doing like every, every instinct that he had, he would not give into it. It was like the best thing for a month. He would just have this look in his face where he's just like, "I want to do it so fucking bad." <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just don't I don't think that the Bullet Club has as good a members as the NWO. I feel like after those three and maybe X Pac, like there was like and Buff too. And Steiner. Fuck. I mean you might be right. Giant? Savage? Eh, yeah, Savage. I, I definitely skipped over Savage. I always kind of forget that Savage was even in the NWO. Because in my head that him and Hogan hated each other and they would never be in the same Cause, faction. Because the NWO formed I get, like by beating up Savage. Yeah. <laughs> and the Giant, really. Right. <laughs> so like the Giant was kind of a shitty member of the NWO, especially the second time, where he was like the cigarette smoker who like just literally did a double switch with Kevin Nash the night after uh, Spring Stampede. Yeah, uh, el- that was elbow drop giant. Yeah, <laughs> or missile drop kick giant. Um, Remember when he did a missile drop kick and he launched fucking uh, Scott Steiner like three quarters of the way across the fucking ring? Yeah, <laughs> like someone tells me he really kicked him. <laughs> um, you ever see Nash do a punch onto the giant? Actually, I did. <laughs> he kind of fucks it up, but I commend him for taking the chance. It's uncharacteristic. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> He only got over that top rope because it was WCW. (laughs) With the ropes lower? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A good six inches. That'll help. Yeah. If you ever look at Nash in a WWF ring compared to a WCW ring, it's like the the top rope goes up to his crotch in WCW, and it goes up to his upper ab in WWE. Now I gotta look that up. Yeah. Also, the WCW ring, I believe, was like sixteen by sixteen, and WWF was, or maybe it was fourteen 18- by fourteen, and WWF is sixteen by sixteen. No, w- I think WWE is eighteen by eighteen or twenty by twenty, and WCW is two square feet shorter, or two, two feet shorter per side. Yeah, it's, it's it was smaller. Um, and that, and I know they had lower ropes to make the wrestlers look bigger. Because it's where the big boys play. Of course. So if they have a slightly smaller ring with slightly shorter ropes, everyone looks bigger. And then they go to WWE and you realize, oh, no, no, this is how wrestling's supposed to look. That's why I wear little boxer shorts. Little tiny boxer shorts. That's why I wear little socks. (laughs) Make my feet look big. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, anyway, uh, so that's why I wear big shirts. I, I I guess we could go like we could say like Macho Man Kenny Omega or like that like would be the equivalent or maybe Macho Man AJ Styles. I mean, those are the heads of the Bullet Club. Yeah. Macho Man was just a. He went to the Wolf Pack with Kevin Nash and became the head, uh huh? Because he got the title short against Sting, yeah. Didn't he beat Sting? I'm going to predict the future for you. I'm going to beat Sting for the World Heavyweight Championship, uh huh? <laughs> Actual promo. Yeah, I was saying, this, yeah, you're just. You're reciting a pro one of me right now. Um, me and Chikini watched Raven versus DDP at Spring Stampede and it bled into that because that was the next match. Was that, that the happened. cage? No, it was just an awesome hardcore match. Raven and DDP's feud was awesome. Uh, From what I remember. Him and, and if you toss Chris Benoit into that feud too, like they had a three-way match that was really good. Just toss Benoit in any feud. But uh, Raven had a good feud with with Benoit. <laughs> Benoit's uh, record in three-way matches is pretty good. It's very good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure if he's ever lost one. He definitely won the last one. <laughs> he definitely won the last <laughs> one. That's for that's for <laughs> Uh Yeah, because I mean, he beat Triple H and Shawn Michaels a second time after WrestleMania. Yeah, and the rematch. So yeah, and that was the last one. Right? That was the last one I can think of. He definitely didn't defeat two people in one night any time after that. That well, I recall. Well, I feel like that was a weekend. Uh, that happened throughout the entire weekend, you know? Like, started Friday and it's ended Sunday. Now we're going to, like, the gratuitous details of this, and that <laughs> makes me feel dirty. Uh, back doors open, dogs are fed. Yeah. <laughs> I, if you know me personally, you might have received one of these types of texts from me. It's yeah, I've, I've probably gotten 40, 50 of them. That's actually probably a low number. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little high. I feel like maybe, like, 10. I mean, we're what thirty-eight in on this. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying I got at least twenty just from this podcast alone. Uh, you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, what else do we have? Or do you want to keep going with the Bullet Club? I don't know. Like, I, I kind of feel like it lost like a, a lot of. I feel like, I feel like it's not lining up. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I, I don't know how to line them up properly. Yeah. Uh, but I, but I do feel like maybe this this we should revisit it. Maybe if we glob them all together into one like group, I really feel like the shitty part of the NWO really weighs down the stable. Where the lesser bullet well, club what's members, the shitty part of the NWO? Like Vincent Scott Norton. Like even though I like Scott Norton, like he's definitely in the shitty end of the NWO. Kurt Hennig. He was a U.S. champ. Yeah, he's not shitty. That's no. my point. I wouldn't I wouldn't put him in the shitty end. Well, who's the shitty members of the Bullet Club though? Uh, well then you're like the to, real members. Then you get into uh, Takahashi, even like Fale, because uh, he's never really amounted to much in New Japan. Like he's won the six man titles, but uh, well, you just stand there and look like a bad man. Yeah, he's Mister Hughes. Yeah. Doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> but anyway, he's cool. He's cool at all. But like, yeah, kind of. One of the lesser members, I would say, in the grand scheme of things. I do think the the Tongas are awesome. Uh, very underrated. They, they're definitely better than Vicious and Delicious. Also, there's more members of the NWO, I feel like. Far more. So that should that should be held against the NWO's I stats. do hold it against them. I, that's what I'm saying. Like The Tongas are better than those guys. They're better than uh, VK Wall Street. Like, if you remove IRS from the equation and, like, just look at Stevie Ray. Yeah, like, he sucked in the NWO. And, like, for the first year, Scott Sider sucked in the NWO. It was just weird looking at him. Yeah, because he was, like, a more jacked up, like, Hogan with short, full head of hair. Yeah. <laughs> fucking love Big Papa Pump. <laughs> <laughs> like, once, like, the NWO quit and, like, Steiner was off on his own doing that, that's when he was, like, the man. That's true. Maybe I'm, I'm remembering regular Scott Steiner as NWO Scott Steiner. Mm. NWO Scott Steiner is responsible for the Judy Bagwell tag team title reign with Rick Steiner. 
Remember when she wore the belt too? Yeah. Yeah. Put that over your shoulder, you fucking cunt. Ugh, God, WCW was terrible. WCW was fucking terrible. And I remember we, when we did the neckbreaker review of like what was the better company, WWF, ECW, or WCW. I was like, I'll pick WCW, knowing full well it's not true at all. Because <laughs> there's a handful of matches that I'll stand by. <laughs> it was better for a year. Arguable. It was. It was I don't think it was ever better than ECW. But that's really comparable. I don't think ECW is as good as we remember it being. Uh, during that period of time, it was like Raven, Dreamer, Sandman, uh, Terry Funk. Sandman matches aren't good. Yeah, but the storylines he was in was awesome at the time. When Raven like kidnapped his kid, that's like, true. Brainwashed him. He brainwashed his child. That's, that's <laughs> an accurate thing that happened. Like that's way better than like. And uh, you get to see some bad Sandman acting. Yeah, that's way better than, like, Hogan running around without a mustache. <laughs> uh, <laughs> excuse me? Hey, Sandman. Ian <laughs> <laughs> Mo used to do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I need to, maybe I need to do the thing where I watch, like, three months of ECW hardcore TV in a See, row. See, I never really, like, got into watching the hardcore TV on the network. Uh, I just, like, watch the pay-per-views. Like, what pay-per-views did you watch then? November to Remember. Uh, uh, it's not like they had a strong vignette game, though. You kind of, if you're going to keep up, if you're going to use the storylines as the reason it was better, then you kind of got to keep up with the show. I, I just rely on Joey Styles' recounting of the, the, the tomes. He's a great storyteller. <laughs> He's also a great coin seller. <laughs> oh my god! Wonder what Joey <laughs> Buy this gold cougar ant. <laughs> I wonder what Joey Styles is doing right now. Probably jerking off. Probably, <laughs> probably punching JBL in the face. Oh yeah, he knocked out JBL. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah, um, imagine being like our like well, not you. You're imagine me punching you. <laughs> For you bullying me, that's sort. Of, I, I guess maybe I'm, I'm bigger than Joey. Not like, nearly as. If someone, if you, if you told someone that you knocked me out, no one would be like, "Whoa, really?" Like that's why I said, like maybe not like me, because I'm. I think I'm too big for it to be. Maybe like Chikini. Any, I don't know. Like someone real, like. But I'm also like not a notorious tough guy. No, but like I'm just saying, you're big and imposing, though. Do you think it's funny that? Vince Russo set up the brawl for all just so JBL would get what he had coming, but in the long run, it was just Joey Styles that had to do it. That is kind of What odd. if Joey Styles was in the brawl for all and won? He wouldn't have. He'd have to go against Bob Holly, who's tough as nails. <laughs> you little shithead. <laughs> Been working on the Bob Holly? No. It's not bad. Oh, I do have a new impression for you. I completely forgot. We still have time for it. Oh, yeah, we have plenty of time. <clears throat> I know Tom. Oh, God. Oprah knows Tom. Stedman knows Tom. Oprah knows my wife. So why not have a dinner? So that's what that was. Uh, your, your scratchy isn't very good. <laughs> I know Tom. <laughs> I know Tom. I know karate. I remember listening to that when it happened. And being yeah. like, And being like, how do you think that having a dinner with Tom Brady and Oprah isn't like worth talking about on the radio. I, where the fuck do you get off, Jim Gray? I literally cannot wait until Tom Brady fucking retires or leaves the Patriots. Yeah. It's going to be dark days. Dark days I, I don't care. I hate <laughs> Tom Brady now. I, I actually him. hate Tom Brady. I don't hate him. He's a weird guy. He is a he, weird guy. He kisses son in the mouth. Ugh. He's just like... He's got what? How do I? His his je ne sais quoi. Like, I, how do I explain? He's a he's too successful. He's it's too much. He's lost. He's lost his grasp on reality. Yes. Yeah. He's like it's he's too much of a celebrity and too much of like a winner. He's yeah. won too much. 
He's one. He's, of, he's too good, and he's won too much for too long. He's and, one of those. He's one of those celebrities that's so successful. Like, if you listen to what I say, you could be successful too. Like Tom Brady, we have very different problems. There's no way you can grasp at all what would make my life better. The same way I couldn't grasp at all what your life is like at all. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. You're so far removed from like what my reality is that you, like, you're you on another fucking planet. Like, a, a really another planet. And you live so close, too. That's what pisses me off more than and anything. I, <laughs> and I hate it. Like, I hate it because like he thinks he's, he thinks he's a smart guy. He's just very successful. I mean, he's also like an... An insane person, and not to say yeah. he didn't like earn success or anything. Yeah, he, he did the work. He did the work, but like he's just he's on planet fucking banana head. Yeah. Now. No, he he. You're 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 very right. I also feel. And like, I hate it. I also feel like the Patriots are. I'm. We're really seeing the last days of the Patriots now. It's oh. it's really sinking in. That's me not now. true. No. Uh, like. Once Brady goes, they're going to have a bad year. They're going to have a, their first losing season. They're not going to be like the dregs of the league. I'm thinking like a 7-8-1 and one type of game, like season. 7-8-1. They're going to have a Steelers season last year. One of these years. One of these years, they're just not going to be the, the AFC powerhouse. And I feel like... Well, I mean, there are years when they weren't the AFC powerhouse. No, no, no. no that's, that's true. And they, and they bounce back and stuff. But like... I, I'm starting to realize now that this is probably going to be one of the last, if not the last year, that Brady's here. I hope it's the last one. I I don't. I want him to stick around. He's not that good. Um, the Patriots aren't that good. The Patriots are pretty good. They have their receiving core is very lackluster, though. They got young one. Like they have Nikhil Harry and. Um, I do like, uh, that, uh, I forget his first name, Myers kid. He's pretty good. The, the, the young kids are good. They're better than, uh, Tom, uh, what were the, what were the names? Dobson and Aaron Dobson. Kimbrell Tompkins. Um, I mean, Kimbrell Tom, well, I guess Kimbrell Tompkins and, uh, Jacoby Myers are, are like comparable. Yeah. But like, I feel like Nikhil Harry and, uh, I mean, Nikhil Harry, was Dobson a third-round pick? I thought he was second. Possibly. He could be. I thought he was second and Tom Tompkins was fourth or fifth. Well, Tompkins is either a seventh-round pick or an undrafted free agent. Was he? Okay. Yeah. I it, and Myers I, is a I thought they came up UDA together. UDA too, isn't he? Um, no, Myers was drafted this year. No, I thought he was an undrafted free agent. He might have been. If people are undrafted, I don't really notice. I'm not too big on the draft. Like, I I just know if they make the team or not. Well, it's just usually that's just how I gauge like what my expectations are for them. Yeah, sure. But even like, like I expect Nikhil Harry to be very good. Yeah, me too. I think I think they got rid of Gordon because they were like, well, Nikhil Harry is going to be Josh Gordon, and we could pay this guy half the amount. So why not cut cut our losses with Josh Gordon, who didn't hurt us at all. He only helped us. So it's a net, a net positive for us. Uh, look over him now while the getting's good, which they could should have just traded him. I don't understand why they didn't do that. Next year, when you got you gonna have to suffer through. I'm not gonna suffer at all. Three, two years of Stidham, and then when they draft Tua in the fourth round. So I don't know what made me think of that. I don't know if maybe someone said it because you know what happened to Tua, right? No. Uh, in a blowout game on Saturday, he dislocated his hip. He Bo Jackson himself. Ugh. So like now, like his playing future, he's no like no longer is he the, like the consensus number one pick in the draft. Like he might not even come out of college anymore. Right now, that's that is the worst. It's brutal. He was playing in a game that he shouldn't have. Yeah. And uh, I don't really call, follow college uh, football, so I would, didn't watch that game. But like it's bad. It's like it's the same injury Bo Jackson had. Now, granted, it's twenty five years later. Yeah, but still, like that fuck. Like I mean, Bo Jackson couldn't even play baseball after that, really. No, he sucked. Yeah, 
He was he said he kept. Uh, that's what I'm saying. He could play it really. Like he he kept playing, but he wasn't any good. But he was done with football after that. He could he could he could not play football after yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so he's pretty much that was like ninety one, ninety two, all over for him. Yeah. Very yeah. real shame. Yeah. But at least he got out of college. <laughs> he was he was the strongest of all the pro stars. The cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky was kind of the idiot of the group. <sighs> I wonder if that's still available to watch. Probably on YouTube somewhere. Well, it, was Bo, it was Bo Jackson, Wayne Gretzky, and Michael Jordan, right? Yep. Just the three of them? Yeah. Wow. Because Bo Jackson played both baseball and football. Yeah, so they had all four <laughs> sports accounted for. And that was a period of time where there was a hockey player that was famous enough to be a part of that. Right. <laughs> and they're like, we got the three best athletes. Well, two of the best athletes ever in these minor sports and a really good player that come from both of these major sports that everyone watches. Be fucked if they were just like, all right, Bo Jackson, you're football. And for baseball... Cal Ripken <laughs> Jr. Oh, my God. Craig Biggio. This is 91, 92, so I'm going to roll the clock back just a little bit. Phil Plantier. Phil Plantier. <laughs> <laughs> Kel Ripken Jr. and Craig Biggio played in 91 and 92. Ripken did. I didn't know Biggio did. Oh, Biggio did, for sure. Ugh. Uh, 91. Carlos Quintana. Whoa. <laughs> did we just get a name, 91, 92 baseball players? Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> David Justice. Kirby Puckett. Kirby Puckett. World Series winner. Yep. And also, I believe, cigarette smoker. Uh, half a beer. Yeah. Tony Gwynn. Carlos Quintana. He already did that I one. I wanted to say it. Um, Ricky Henderson. That's a good one. That would have been a good one. Yeah, it was a good that one. That would have worked because he could have been the speed. They could have made him the flash of the Pro Stars. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Ricky Henderson would have been a good member of the Pro Stars. <laughs> All right. We're recasting Bo Jackson right now. All right. We're, recast Bo Jackson. That's going to be tough. Ricky Henderson is a good one. It's a nice. If we take. Baseball from Bo Jackson to make him the football representative. Who would the baseball representative be? I, I put Rick, Ricky Henderson pretty close to the top. Uh, maybe Don Mattingly. I mean, in reality, it would be Ken Griffey. He wasn't. He didn't come up really until a few years after that, though. Eighty nine. Like, Eighty nine was his rookie year. Yeah, I'm talking about like his being like the. Oh, he was the, the kid. Guy. He was. He was a big deal right off the bat. He was a big deal. In 91, 92, Ken Griffey Jr. was a big deal. I, I don't think he was the guy until like 93, 94. Frank Thomas. Yep, Big Hurt. Uh, Mark McGuire. Yeah, Mark McGuire. He, he, it would have been probably Canseco at that point. Ooh, it would have been Canseco. You were 100% right. Yep. Mark McGuire had to learn from Canseco before he was the big deal. Jose, what was his brother's name? Uh, Canseco? Yeah. Um, oh, my God. The one who showed up for the celebrity boxing event as him? Yeah. <laughs> uh, B- Billy Canseco? <laughs> like, fuck, I can't remember. I actually can't remember. Son of a bitch. All right, let me take a look at this. Uh, jo- Joey Canseco? No. Uh... Oh, give me one second. Oh, my God. Now I'm trying to think of it before Can you get to it. Seiko. Daughter, wife, net worth? <laughs> no. Hulk Hogan, brother. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> You're never going to guess it. If Not- you give me the first letter, give me one shot at it. Oh. Oh, it's uh, Ozzy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Jose and Ozzy. Ah, uh, shit. So yeah, I think Ricky Ricky Henderson would Ricky be Ricky Henderson's the, the most he would be the better one, but the Jose, better one. Jose Kitseku is who they'd go with. Yeah. Frank Thomas could they should have just done a baseball one. Ooh, baseball pro stars. Baseball pro stars. Frank Thomas is like the the thing. Uh Ricky Henderson's like the flash. Uh who's like the the Captain America of it? It'd be definitely be Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken, okay. It would definitely be, or Roger Clemens. Oh God, Roger Clemens! <laughs> what a piece of trash! 
Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nolan Ryan would be like the house they go, like at the farm in the country. They meet up with him. He's got... Nolan Ryan is just Superman's dad. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, went a little long today. I think that's a good place to end it. You got anything you want to to plug? No. Uh, do it a KS show December 14th at Ralph's in Worcester. We Cri- got Chris's 40th birthday. Come on out, buy him a drink. We got a uh we got a Nitro party show. Oh yeah, that's coming up in uh, March. Details to come. Yeah. Uh, but until next time, cheers.